If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code, all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host as always, and I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Hopefully you're listening on the job site or in the car going to a job site, or maybe you're just chilling at home, doing nothing, and you said, hey, I'm going to turn on some Master the NEC and learn about the National Electrical Code. That's what you're doing Hey, we appreciate you, and thank you again for listening to our broadcasts. Now, you can listen to all of our podcasts on any of the popular streaming providers like uh, Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, many different ways to listen. But, you know, you could also listen by going to our website at masterthenec.com, and you'll see a podcast button link at the top, and you can listen to all of them from there as well. But interesting enough, you can actually listen to all of our podcasts over on our YouTube channel, as well as all of our videos that are there as well. But just go to youtube.com forward slash master the NEC, and you can get all of the content there, even listen to, that's a pretty neat little player that you have it on your phone. If you have the, um, the YouTube app on your phone, you can listen to everything there. It's pretty neat, pretty convenient, but we're available. And what we're trying to do is make sure that when you see the thumbnail, you'll know whether or not it's a video or it's a podcast. So it'll say that in all of the stuff that we've started doing here lately. It'll actually tell you which is which. So it kind of, if you're ready for a podcast and you just want to listen, boom, you click on that one. If you want to see a video, it'll say video, and there you go. So you kind of, kind of two ways of getting knowledge there uh, from our YouTube channel. All right, before we get too started into today's topic, which I guess I should announce what today's topic is. Today's topic is going to be talking about determining the number of required branch circuits in a dwelling. Now, it's not going to be so focused on exam prep. It's real life today. When I'm thinking about the number of circuits that I need to account for in a dwelling, um, now, parts of it might be something you'd see on an exam, and I'll try to point that out. But at the end of the day, we're really just trying to say, what are the things that might be minimum brand circuits that we need. Now, there's going to be what's called a general use and general lighting brand circuits, and that's going to cover a lot of things. But then there's other appliances that might come into play. So we're going to kind of give you an example of the base minimum, 
with the understanding that there are other things that have to be considered when it comes to appliances like water heaters and things like that. Okay, So we're going to kind of look at the smaller picture first and then we'll broaden that out so that you have a good understanding. Because again, if you're new to residential and you're a commercial person, uh, residential has a lot of little nuances that people tend to take for granted, right? Um, commercial, you read a blueprint, you follow the circuits, pretty straightforward. Um, residential, you got to be, you got to open your mind a little bit because if you're getting a chance to do a dwelling and you're the key person doing it, you're the one that's designing it actually on the fly, then you need to know about the minimum circuits that are required. And of course, that's where the code gets very heavy. In Article 210, more notably 210.52, when it comes to receptacles and spacing and things like that. So that's not our topic today. We're going to talk about the number of brand circuits that you might need for a simple dwelling unit application and then give you some insight on that. That's what today's topic's all about. So hopefully you'll you'll stick with us to the end. Again, listen to the end, and I'll give you a coupon special on the end. But before we even do that, let's go on and listen to our sponsor for this show which is Electrician Pride. That's where you get all your coffee mugs with the Tesla stickers on them or the, the Tesla logos and all that kind of good stuff, the, the um, shirts and all that goodies, um, stickers. So check that out, and then we'll get back to today's episode. Today's show is sponsored by electricianpride.com, your one-stop shop for electrician-specific T-shirts, hoodies, phone cases, mugs, die-cut stickers, leggings, and so much more. Featuring unique designs for electricians, journeymen, and master electricians, as well as electrical engineers and electrical inspectors. For more information on all the products that are available, visit us at www.electricianpride.com today. All right, so give them a look-see. Again, we are they are a part of our Electrical Code Academy network, and again, it does help support the show. Check it out. You might see some shirts, and you got to kind of peruse it because it's really hard to find things there. there there's, we have so many shirts. We have the, um, the Code Mafia shirts, and, and so, I mean, again, we dropped the prices on it, so give it a check out. All right, so where are we going to start our journey? Now, Today, we're going to really much talk about the 2020 National Electrical Code. Um, I'm gearing most of my discussions on that. Uh, now, over on our YouTube channel, we have a private paid, you have to join it to get the video discussions and the video uh, lessons on the 2020. But we're still doing some podcasts that are open to everybody because of all the folks that do donate and do sponsor us. Uh, we're able to continue to do that. So again, if you want to help sponsor us or, or do make a donation, go over to masterthenec.com. Down at the bottom, you see we have the little donation screwdriver and the donation lamp. Um, you send in a donation, and we'll be glad to send one of those to you as a thank you. Um, but again, all that helps benefit the program. All right, let's kind of get started today. First things first. I want to know how many, what's the, first of all, let's do the minimums. What is the minimum number of branch circuits that I need to cover my general lighting, my general receptacle use, and my basic uh, appli- uh, small appliance, my basic bathroom, my uh, laundry, all that. What is the general requirement? What is the main minimum general use that I need? Things that I that a code require me to do. Well, our journey is going to actually start in 210.11 of the National Electrical Code. Now, 210.11 says... Branch circuits required. And here's what it says. Branch circuits for lighting and for appliances 
including motor-operated appliances, shall be provided to supply the loads calculated in accordance with 220.10. Of course, 220.10 is what's going to talk about the receptacles and things like that. We'll look at that in a second. It says, in addition, branch circuits shall be provided for specific loads not covered by 220.10 where required elsewhere in the code and for dwelling units loads as specified in 210.11c. So on today's episode, we are going to talk about dwelling unit loads. And before we get started in that, I need to I need to draw a line here. I need to, to I need to create a mental picture for you because I'm going to be talking about quite a few concepts and I need you to be able to separate these in your mind. So I want you to stop everything you're doing, focus on me, and listen. There's two different things that we do for dwellings. We, we have to know the number of branch circuits we need when we're designing it. But then when we're doing the service calculation or a feeder calculation, we need to actually know the VA for these circuits. We need to compute something so that we know how to calculate what size service conductors we need and everything like that. We are not doing that today. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about VA. We're going to come up with those values, but it's all about trying to determine the number of brand circuits. It's not about calculating the load for the dwelling. Okay? That's an important thing that we want to distinguish here up front. Let's focus on how we come up with the number of branch circuits that we may need in this simple dwelling that we're going to discuss today. And that's it. Okay? And we're going to work off of what is given to us. We're not going to assume anything, only what's given. Okay? Now, if we were doing a load calc, it would be a little different, even though we might use some of the same values that we're going to talk about, but it would be different. Okay? So I just need you to, to focus in your mind. We're trying to come up with a number. Okay? A number. All right? That's all set? Okay, good. Uh, let's all take a deep breath and start dump, jumping into this. And, okay, so 210.11 gives us some direction, okay? Now, next thing I want to go to is 210.11a. It says the number of branch circuits, okay? Now, let's read this. It says the minimum number of branch circuits shall be determined from the load calculated lo- from the total calculated load and the size or rating of the circuits used. And you're going to see how we do this in a minute when we come with the total calculated load. Now, in all installations, the number of circuits shall be sufficient to supply the load served. Okay, goes without saying. And it says, in no case shall the load of any circuit exceed the minimum specified in 220.18. Okay, now 220.18 is the load specified in 220.18. What it's actually saying in there is saying, hey, you know, by the way, and if you go look at 220.18, it tells you the, the maximum loads, which means it says the, the total load shall not exceed the rating of the branch circuit, which makes sense, right? If it's a 20 amp branch circuit, we can't exceed the 20 amps, right? Um, and we're not getting into the other aspects where you need to understand about continuous loads at 125% and non-continuous loads at 100% and all that. Just go with the statement, okay? I can't load a circuit, and if we got a general-use receptacle circuit, let's say, in a dwelling, 
then it isn't continuous loads anyway, so that doesn't even come into play. But if it's a 15-amp brand circuit, I can't exceed 15 amperes. Now, if it's not continuous loads, which receptacles in a, brand, a dwelling's not going to be, then I can actually load that circuit up to 15 amps. Okay, as long as it's not pulling the maximum amount of current, in this case 15 amps, for three hours or more, then it is not a continuous load, and I can just I can load it up to the rating of the overcurrent device. Okay, now, good news is there's so much diversity in a dwelling unit anyway that this really doesn't come into play unless you have an awful lot of luminaires. And when luminaires are on, they're on. They're putting out 100% of their output. And, okay, typically would never count any of these as continuous loads, and you're not going to do that. And that's not the topic for today's show, but I'm just kind of give you some contrast. Even though we're not worried about treating them as continuous loads, again, when we're laying out our brand circuits, when the lighting's on, it's a given amount. Whatever the wattage is, it's fixed, okay? And it's going to be fixed load at its maximum output. So it could affect if we're sharing lighting circuits with general use receptacle circuits. So it's just something that we, as designers of the system, have to take into consideration. But in dwellings, you're pretty much, there's nothing that you're going to take as a continuous load except for a water heater when you're sizing the brand circuit. When you're doing the low calc, you don't consider it a continuous load. You just take the, the, the actual value of the water heater, okay, in VA. But again, we're not talking load today, but I just wanted to kind of clarify all that before we get into the real meat and potatoes of today. Okay, so we have to make sure we have the number of brand circuits, the minimum number to be able to handle based on our total load, and we're going to do a calculation in order to get this value that we need to work with, okay? And in the next one in 210.11b, says that this load needs to be evenly proportioned among the brand circuits. So it says where the load is calculated on the basis of VA um, volt amperes per square foot, um, the wiring system up to and including the brand circuit panel board shall be provided to serve not less than the calculated load. So that means you have to make sure you size everything right to handle the load and you have to calculate it out. Okay, this is kind of giving us that direction. And it says the load shall be evenly proportioned among multi-outlet branch circuits within the panel board, okay? Branch circuit overcurrent devices and circuits shall be required to be installed only to serve the connected load, okay? So they're in there to serve when they're installed in the, in the panel board. Uh, they're there to handle all the connected loads that are connected to the overcurrent protected device, okay? Kind of just a real brawl there, but the biggest takeaway is evenly proportioned, Okay, so when we determine the number of brand circuits, that's the minimum, that they're evenly proportioned uh, in the number of devices and everything and everything load-wise, everything is evenly proportioned. Okay, now probably not something that people think about too much. You just put the circuits in there, you slap them in a panel. But again, just a statement, evenly proportioned. I don't want to have thirty receptacles and ten lights on one circuit and then only five on another. I mean, that's not evenly proportioned. Okay. But again, in this case here, those loads have to be evenly proportioned, all right, in that panel board, and the load has to be evenly proportioned amongst the brand circuits in this panel board, all right, general statement. All right, so now, you remember earlier when it said, okay, 
let's shift gears to 210.11c, which is the minimum required branch circuits. We're going to start there first in our little uh, experiment. All right, so we haven't told you the size of the dwelling in question. Again, it's, it's a dwelling on slab. There's no attic. There's no basement. It's just one family dwelling on a slab. And I'm going to, going to tell you up front the size. It's going to be 2,100 square foot. That is the value. That is what it is. Okay. Before we even need to do, know anything about what we're doing with that, we just kind of throw that out there so you can kind of write that down and get your baseline. So now it's said to go look at 210.11c. So these are required branch circuits, all right? Now, there's other ones that are required in 220.10, but these are some required branch circuits because of what it said in uh, 210.11 where it made that statement, okay, for dwelling units. So let's look at it. So it's C1, C2, C3, and C4. Now, C1 deals with the small appliance brand circuit. So if we're in our journey and we want to know, remember, we're trying to do the minimum of what we know. And I want to have, I have to have at least two small appliance brand circuits. So 210.11C1 says, in addition to the number of brand circuits required by other parts of this section, Okay, and other parts of 210.11 section, which we're going to get to in a minute, which is the laundry, the bathroom, and whatnot, I have to have a minimum of two or more 20-ampere small appliance brand circuits. And they're going to cover all the receptacles that are given in 210.52b. Okay, and that is going to be the countertops in the kitchen. It's also going to be the wall receptacles in the kitchen. Also, wall receptacles in dining room are perfectly okay for this, obviously, on this uh, small appliance brand circuits. Uh, but I have to have a minimum of two. Now, remember, we're not doing a load calc. So we don't really care that these account for uh, 1,500 VA each. So a minimum of two is 3,000 VA. We're not doing, uh, we already know what the circuit's required. It already tells us we've got to have at least two. Okay, so we don't need the 1,500 VA for what we're going to do here. Now, if we were doing a load calculation for the service, that's important information. But we don't need it here, okay? So we know that we need at least two small appliance brand circuits, and they got to be 20 ampere, all right? So we write that down. So that's two. We already know two, a minimum of two. The next in our 2,100-square-foot one-family dwelling is the laundry brand circuit. Now... We're not going to get into the application, whereas you might have a multifamily that has a laundry facility on site. So if you don't have a laundry circuit inside the dwelling unit, then you don't have to account for that in your load calculation because it's not there. We're talking one family dwelling, okay? And one family dwelling, you're going to have a laundry circuit, okay? And so you're going to have to have at least one 20-amp brand circuit. It says at least one 20-amp. So I'm going to have at least one 20 amp for the laundry. Now, some people ask me and say, well, if I install a 30 amp brand circuit for a dryer, um, does that qualify for the laundry brand circuit? No, because it says you have to have at least 120. It didn't say you have to at least 120 or more. So if I install a separate one in there for a dryer, which incidentally dryers aren't required, but the laundry circuit is, then, and it's required to be a, a 20 amp, 
you'd still have to have the 20 amp circuit. Okay? So I got to have at least one of those. The next one is C3. C3 says bathroom brand circuit. So again, standard language. It says in addition to the number of brand circuits required by other parts of this section, which we've already kicked in uh, other parts already from our laundry and our small appliance. But now it's telling me I have to have at least one, but I could have more of the bathroom brand circuits. So again, minimalist, I'm going to say one because it says one or more. You're permitted to always have more if you want, but you got to have at least one for the bathroom. Okay, so that's one. And it says that it's a 20 amp for that. So that's another 20 amp. Okay, so far, we've got four 20 amp brand circuits for this dwelling that are required up front. What we know right now, up front. Okay, so the next one is C4. Now, C4 is only required if you have a garage. In our case, we did not have a garage. It was 2,100 square foot. There's no garage. And so, again, and we'll show you how you come up with this value, but we're just kind of starting out now. I don't have to add a branch circuit because I don't have a garage. If you have a garage, then you're going to have to have at least one 20-ampere branch circuit. So that would add to your minimum requirements of the number of branch circuits. So if you're on an exam, it's really important to not overthink this if it asks you what's the minimum required uh, general use and small appliance and whatnot, depending on how the question's written, be careful because you don't want to add things that are not covered because they're not in the dwelling that's being calculated, okay? In your mind, you think, well, all dwellings have a garage. That's not so true. A lot of them just have a driveway. I grew up with a house that did not have a garage. So, again, things to think about, all right? So, those are the, the number for dwelling units under C. So 210.11C, that pretty much covers that. So right now we've got, we need at least four 20 amp uh, brand circuits, okay? Now let's kind of shift gears because you remember what it said over in 210.11. It said also make sure you have the, the, the number that is going to be given to you under 220.10. Right? So now we want to jump to 220.10. So if you got your code book, jump on up to 220.10. It is on page 74. If you're in the 2020 NEC and you're in the softbound edition, it's on the left side. That's where you're going to jump to next. So this is the beginning of part two. Now remember, we're not in part three of 220, which is dealing with load calculations for, you know, where we're doing for the service or feeders. We're not there. We're in the branch circuit area. We're talking about branch circuits. Now, we need some of the information from part two when we do our calculations in, in part three uh, for the standard method or part four for the optional method. But at the end of the day, we're still just trying to determine the number of branch circuits that we would need in a, in a dwelling. Okay? Now, keep in mind that there's going to be, in, a, in the real world, there's going to be other circuits that are going to be required Things that you have to account for like dishwasher, disposals, microwaves. But none of that has been given in our example. We've just been given a value. Okay, so we don't want to overread things about the what if. And again, if you're an exam taker, 
You don't want to overread things into the question because they have to be very specific. They can't assume all of these other things are in a dwelling. So they're going to tailor the question to be something that is an answer that's probably going to incorporate not only the square footage of the dwelling in question, but also the, the required circuits under what we'd examined under 210.11c. Okay, But you really need to read the question. But today, we're not talking exam. We're talking real world. And that's what this lesson's about. This is real world. Okay? All right, so what does 220.11 say? It says, or excuse me, 220.10. We haven't made it to 220.11 yet. 220.10, what does it say? It says, branch circuit loads shall be calculated as shown in 220.12, 220.14, and 220.16. Okay? So we've got our marching orders. And that's everything you see on the page corresponding right after 220.10, all this beautiful information, and you just need to know how to utilize it, okay? Okay, first things first. Since we know the number of 20-amp circuits, the bare-bones minimum we need based on uh, 210.11c for the dwelling unit, we now want to move to other things. So first things first, let's tackle this square footage. Now, we were told that it is... 2,100 square feet, okay? Now, that could be, uh, dimensions could be anything that is 60 by 50, 60 by 40, 50 by 40, however you come up with your dimensions, okay? I'm now going to tell you how you do that, and that is 220.11. Now, interesting, in the 2017 code, all of this was covered under 220.12, and dwelling units was even also covered under 220.12 for the, for the, the general lighting, but now it's not anymore. It is the general, the general lighting and general use receptacles is all covered under 220.14 and more specifically J, which deals with dwelling units. But it references back to 220.11 because the information that used to be in 220.12 when it came to how we came up with the dimensions to calculate this all out, that was kind of incorporated in 220.12, but it's been it's been pulled out and put in a new section 11 now. And here's what it says. The floor area for each floor shall be calculated from the outside dimensions of the building, uh, dwelling unit, or other area involved. For dwelling units, the calculated floor area shall not include open porches, garages, or unused or unfinished spaces not adaptable for future use. Now, if you measure the outside dimensions of our 21-square-foot uh, dwelling here, um, if, there wasn't a, if there was an open porch or there was a garage, was a portion of it, or, again, there was um, uh, some area that wasn't adaptable for future use, then we wouldn't include that area, okay? But let's talk about maybe if our 2,100-square-foot dwelling unit was sitting on an unfinished basement, if it's an unfinished basement, it is still adaptable for future use. So I'd have to take that square footage as well. And if people ask, well, why do you do that if it's unfinished? Because you may finish it. And since the general use receptacle and the general lighting that you're going to put down there gets absorbed into that 3VA per square foot, we have to account for it now. So that if you finish that off later, you don't have to do any any new calculation. You don't have to do anything for the service. You don't have to think about any of that stuff because it's already figured in. 
Now, granted, you could add some type of special circuit or dedicated for some type of appliance you're putting down there. Well, that's a different story. You have to take that into consideration. But not when it comes to general lighting and general use receptacles. That's going to be absorbed in our 3VA per square foot that we haven't talked about yet. But just want to make sure I'm setting the tone. Okay. So when something is adaptable for future use, then you need to count that square footage. Now, in our building is a 2,100 square foot. It's all on slab, but we have an attic. But the attic is not adaptable for future use, so I'm not going to take that square footage in. Now, if I had a really high attic... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And it had the ability to be able to be finished off at a later date because it had adequate uh, from the main floor above. It had adequate uh, ceiling uh, joists or trusses or it was designed to be could be finished off and support the load then it is potentially adaptable for future use. If it's just a scuttle hole, then it's not going to be adaptable really for future use. But if it's a pull down stairs, it still might not be adaptable for use. But let's say it had dedicated steps that were stay there. They stayed in place and they had a door on it and you could go up there and it had a finished floor, but it didn't have the walls finished out and you could still see the rafters and things like that. But it was adaptable for future use then I have to account for that square footage because somebody could conceivably come and finish it off. All right. So, so that's the kind of concept that you need to keep and think about in your mind, whether or not I have to add that space. Now in our 2,100 square foot, it does not, it's just an attic access scuttle. Uh, again, you can put some store, some boxes up there and it's on a slab. So it doesn't add anything. And we have no open porches. We have no garages. We don't have none of that stuff to consider with. Okay, And incidentally, if I did have an open porch or garage, I would do the outside dimensions of the dwelling, and then I would do the outside dimensions of the space that I'm going to deduct from it, come up with my square foot, length times width, and I would subtract that from my overall dimension of the dwelling, and then I would work with that overall value. Okay, But in our case, we have nothing like that, so we don't have to consider any of that. So we had 2,100 square foot. Okay, so that's what how we determine the floor area. Now, Next thing we want to look at is 220.14. Now, 220.14 says other loads, all occupancies. So the first thing you'll notice is 220.14A, and that says specific appliances or loads. It says an outlet for the specific appliance or other load not covered in 220.14B through M shall be calculated based on the ampere rating of the appliance or the load to be served. So we have an appliance that has a nameplate, it has a rating. 
or you could actually have an actual load value for whatever the load is. Either way, um, that's why it says or, um, then you would actually have to account for that brand circuit. Now, in a minimum number of brand circuits, and I don't tell you that there's any specific appliances uh, like a water heater or anything like that. If I don't tell you that it's there, then I'm not going to assume it's there. Okay, But again, in real life, you're going to have a bunch of other specific appliances that have to be taken into consideration. Okay, Microwaves, uh, disposals, dishwashers, okay? all those type of things will be taken into consideration. Okay, um, Refrigerators are not. That's supplied by the small appliance brand circuit. A lot of people get that confused. We're talking specific appliances or loads. You have to take those things into consideration, right? So that's what we kind of like to lay that out there up front. But if I'm not given those, ish, those items on a calculation when it comes to, let's say, an exam, then I don't take those things into consideration. I don't start thinking about all the potential appliances that I could have in a building in order to do my calculation. Okay, on an exam, for example, and again, this is not a big exam prep show today, but if I did that, I don't want to overthink the question. We do know that the laundry, the small appliances, the bathroom is required. Every dwelling has it. Okay, we do know that. Now, we know a square footage, and we're going to have to come up with the number, minimum number of brand circuits for that, but we're not assuming beyond that. We're not going to say, well, every house has to have a water heater. We're not going to say every house has to have an air conditioner. Every house has to have heat. No. Okay, in the real world, yes, you're going to know this because you're going to have to know everything that's in the dwelling. Okay, but we're talking about if you're on an exam, they're going to ask you minimum things. Make sure you don't let your mind wander too much. Okay, don't wander too much. All right, so in this case, there you go. And after A, this is when you start getting into things like 220.14B, which is dealing with the dryers and cooking appliances. Uh, then you've got motor outlets, then you've got luminaires. Okay. And the general use lighting uh, is all going to be covered under the, um, the application for dwelling units in J anyway. So, again, that's only for specialized lighting other than the general lighting. Uh, Heavy-duty lamp holders, which is not going to come into play for us. The F is signs and outline lighting. Again, dwelling unit doesn't come into play. Show windows doesn't come into play. Fixed, uh, fixed multi-outlet assemblies generally not going to come into play for us. Um, okay, so, and then, of course, you've got the what's called receptacle outlets, which is giving us direction about the 180 VA per strap is not what we're going to use for dwelling units, okay? So, right now, and then, of course, K is office and, and M is hotels and motels and things like that. So, and, and, of course, L is also reminding us about the 180 VA per square foot. So, let's focus on J right now, okay? Because we already looked at what we needed required by 210.11C. Now, let's focus on J. What does J say? Well, J is very specific to the dwelling unit. Okay, minimum number of circuits we need. Now we're focusing on the dwelling unit. It says in one family, two family, and multifamily dwellings, the minimum unit load shall be not less than three VA per square foot. It says the lighting and receptacle outlets specified in 220.14 J1, J2, and J3 are included in the minimum unit load. Now, remember, when it says receptacle outlets, it also says lighting and receptacle outlets. You have to get into your mind that the duplex receptacle is a device. It's not an outlet. But the box that it goes into is an outlet box. 
So a box in the ceiling that holds a luminaire, that's a lighting outlet. Now you put a luminaire on it, but that's a lighting outlet box. The receptacle that's in the wall, you put a device in it, but it's a receptacle outlet box. And if you have a switch box, it's a switch box. Okay. And what goes in there are what? Devices. What goes in the ones in the ceiling, for example, luminaires or a smoke alarm or something to that nature. But those are ceiling boxes. There are ceiling outlets. Okay. Outlet is a point where you can take power from and you usually install things like devices in. Okay. Very loosely describing it. Okay. So when it says this, it's talking about the lighting and receptacle outlets, not necessarily the device. You with me? Okay. All right. So let's go on and read a little bit. It says, no additional load calculations shall be required for such outlets. So that's important because it's saying, look, you don't need to do anything else for your general use receptacles. That's the receptacles around your living room. That's receptacles around your bedroom walls. When we do our 3VA per square foot, you don't have to calculate anything additional. When we do the lighting in the bedroom, nope, you don't have to add anything additional because it's already figured in the 3VA per square foot. And you'll see that in a second. So that's already encompassed in there. Now, another reason that we require you back in 220.11 to take that floor area, that unfinished basement, which is adaptable for future use, is because, again, you could finish it off at some point, and the VA that's going to cover the general use lighting and load has already been figured in. So there's no need to worry about any additional calculation when it comes to that aspect of it. All right? So, again, if you have any specialized appliances, anything else that's added in there, then you have to take that additional load into calculation. But at the end of the day, general use, general lighting, already encompassed by the 3VA. And it's saying, don't have to do any additional work. It's done. That's why it's so important to you distinguish whether or not a space is adaptable for future use. Now, it also goes on to say, and for those that are following along, we're in uh, 220.14J, which is dwelling units. It looks dramatically different than it looked in the 2017 code. It says, the, and we're in the last paragraph here, it says the minimum lighting load shall be determined using the minimum load units, excuse me, the minimum unit load and the floor area that we just determined under 220.11 for dwelling occupancies. Now, one important thing that it adds to the end here, which, again, gets rid of a bunch of controversy that people have for years when your house is literally loaded with ceiling fans, and they're like, do we account for every ceiling fan? And we know you never have. You never really worried about it. But here's what it says. It says motors that are rated less than an eighth horsepower and connected to a lighting circuit shall be considered part of the minimum lighting load. Okay, so it's already figured in, nothing else you have to do. Those typical little ceiling fans are not going to require you to take all of them as motors into account. It's already figured in, okay? Again, it has to be part of a lighting circuit, and typically they are, then that's already figured in there, okay? So that's kind of the rewording for the 2020 edition of the National Electrical Code. Clarity, and I always love when clarity comes up. So there you go. Now, under J, you have the three things or three items that are included in this general use and general lighting application for, for dwelling units. Number one, it says all general use receptacle outlets of 20 ampere rating or less 
including receptacles connected to the circuits in 210.11C3 and 210.11C4. Remember, that's the bathroom and the garage. Those circuits are covered in the 3VA per square foot. Now, here's where I have to tell you. Remember, that's important when you're doing a load calc, but for the number of circuits, we still have to have the circuits. So even though the 3VA, as far as the load is taken care of, remember what our mission here is. Our mission is to determine how many brand circuits we need, not a load calculation for the service calculation, which is different. We're just trying to come up with a number. But at least we know now that even when we're doing a load calc, I don't have to add something like 1500 VA for the bathroom or 1500 VA for the garage. It's already in that 3VA, okay? So we're good. We understand how we apply it now, okay? All right, the next one, number two, says the receptacle outlets specified in 210.52E and G don't have to be, you know, they're already covered by the 3VA per square foot. We don't have to add any additional load calc for that. And remember, we're not doing a load calc here, but it's just simply making a reminder saying, you know what, you don't have to add any additional load for those areas. We understand that they're covered. And E is outdoor outlets. Already covered. Receptacles in the front and back of a dwelling unit. Already covered here. Don't need to add any additional load calc. Again, we're not really doing a load calc here. We're trying to determine the minimum number of brand circuits. But I'm just making it aware for you that those are covered in in that 3VA per square foot. Now, you might be asking, why are we even having this discussion about the 3VA per square foot if I'm just trying to find the number of brand circuits? You'll see in a minute. Right now, I'm just qualifying the difference between what you would need for a load calc and what you would need for the number of brand circuits. So if I've confused you, hopefully not. Go back and listen again. It'll be painfully clear as we move forward. All right, and then the next one, oh, I should say G too, so that you know what G is. G is dealing with basements, garages, and accessory buildings. Um, Also, already figured in. uh, That's why we talked about basements. It already figured into 3VA per square foot. Nothing else needs to be considered. And then number three is the lighting outlets. It's, again, 210.70. All of the lighting outlet requirements, okay, bathrooms, kitchens, inhabitable rooms, all of that is already covered by the 3VA per square foot. Don't have to do anything additional when we're doing a load calculation. Remember, we're trying to determine the number of circuits, but I want to make sure you also understand that those 3VA per square foot that we're getting ready to do also cover all those others when it comes to a load calculation for the service or feeders, okay? Not what we're doing. We're doing number of brand circuits, but I I wanted to make that clear. Again, I'm repetitive about that because I inevitably will get people that are confused, and if you're confused, you didn't listen close enough, okay? So those are what's included in that 3VA per square foot. Now, transitioning back, why is it important that we know what about the 3VA per square foot? Because now we need to assign a number of branch circuits that are necessary to supply the general lighting and general use receptacle loads that are covered in what we just discussed. So here's how we do it. So we knew that it was 2,100 square feet, and we've been told that it's 3VA per square foot for a dwelling unit. So we take the 2,100 times 3. That is 6,300 VA And based on what we just did, that is now the calculated load for that example of what we're working with. And so we take that value now. 
It doesn't matter whether or not your general use in general lighting is 15 amp circuits or 20 amp circuits. It really doesn't matter. I have a lot of people to say, I will never do my general use in 15 amp. And I'm like, do whatever you want to do. The code allowed, you want to do them all in 20? Go for it. But typically, uh, like an exam, will tell you how many 15 amp circuits or, or whatnot. So again, and here's the other thing. If an exam question were to ask you how many 15 amp brand circuits are necessary for the general use lighting and receptacles. Well, if that's the case, you didn't even incorporate anything about small appliances. You didn't incorporate anything about laundry. You didn't talk about bathroom because those are 20 amp circuits. Okay. And they're not part of the general use and general lighting. So keep that in mind, depending on how the questions ask, but we're talking about the number today. So this is a, not so much an exam prep lesson, but real life. But I'm just like to throw those tips out there to you to think about the question and how it's written. Okay, so in our case here, we're going to say that they're just 15 amp brand circuits. I wired all of my lighting in my general use receptacles in 15 amp circuits. I had no problem with it. as long as you don't overload them. You 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 space everything balanced like we talked about earlier in 210.11, then proportionally evenly balanced, and I didn't have anything to worry about. Okay, and they're all going to be protected by overload, overcurrent protected devices, so we're good to go. Strictly your your choice, okay? Your choice. All right, so we had 6,300 VA. That's what our 2,100 times 3 VA per square foot, and that gave us our overall 6,300 VA. That was our calculated VA based on the square footage for this exercise. And so, and we're not doing a load calc, which can be dramatically different when we're talking about connected load and calculated load. Anytime we have to do a calculation to resolve something, then it becomes calculated. So we had 6,300 VA, and now we're going to do 15 amp brand circuits. How many do we need? Well, the first thing that I do is, what is my VA of a single 15 amp brand circuit? Well, I'm going to take 120, and I'm going to multiply it by 15, and that is 1,800 VA. Okay, now, if you want to say, some people say, well, isn't that 1,800 watts? You do whatever you want. At this point, watts and VA are synonymous. So I like to work everything in VA because that's ultimately what we're going to do our calculation with. So I have 1,800 VA for the 15 amp brand circuits. Now, how many do I need? If I've got an 1,800 VA brand circuit and I've got 6,300 of general use, general lighting, then I need to know how many 1,800 amp, 15 amp brand circuits are going to be necessary. So I'm going to take 6,300, and I'm going to divide that by 1,800. And that tells me 3.5. Well, you and I both know you can't use a 0.5 of a circuit. So I have to round it up to four circuits. Now, keep something in mind. This isn't about the 0.5 and greater roundup rule. This is reality rule. I can, If I had 3.2, I need 3.2 circuits but I can't have a point two. There's no such thing as a point two of a circuit. So I have to go to the next full circuit. So I'm going to go up to four. Okay. So don't get this confused with the rounding rule. This is a reality rule. I have to have a certain number of circuits. And since there's no such thing as a half of a circuit, I've got to go up to the next size. Okay. So three uh, or the next number. So I have 3.5. It's four circuits. So I need four 15 amp minimum to handle my general use and general lighting. And if that was an exam question, then the answer would be four. And you know they're going to give you three 
You know that one of the answers is going to be three, and you know that one of the answers might even be 3.5, but you know you can't have a 0.5, so it's going to be common sense, right? So I need four. So currently, the minimum number of branch circuits that I need, based on what we know now, again, we don't know what appliances are in there. We have nothing that's been given to us, so I'm not going to assume it. In a real world, we're going to have a list of appliances, dishwasher, disposal, but nobody requires a a disposal. Nobody requires a dishwasher. Nobody requires a microwave, okay? So, again, you want to add things that you know are required versus things that you assume because your mind starts wandering. You'll start going, well, I know I got to have air conditioning or I know I got to have a water heater. In real world, yes, and that will be part of a load calculation. Right now, we want to know what's the minimum number of branch circuits for a given, and the given is we need to be able to handle the general use receptacles and general lighting, and we need to handle the circuits that were required by 210.11, and that was the small appliances, the laundry, the bathrooms, and if a garage was present, a garage. That's the number of circuits. So in our case, we had four, the two small appliances, the one laundry and one bathroom, and we now have four 15 amps. So we needed four 20 amps and four 15 amps as a bare minimum to handle our general lighting, general use, receptacle and lighting, and the specific circuits for our small appliance for the kitchens, uh, dining, pantry, whatnot, and then, of course, the uh, laundry and the bathroom. So that is eight circuits overall. Now, you might be saying, well, what if the question, or what if in real life you're like, well, I don't run 15-amp circuits. That's no problem. All you have to do is take the 20, the 120 times 20, and that is 2,400 VA, and you take that value, okay? And so that's your value now that you're going to use, and you take the 2,400, and that's your overall value. So that 6,300 divided by 2,400 is 2.6. Well, again, I can't have a 0.6 of a circuit, right? I mean, common sense, right? So now that's three. So it just rounds it up to three. So I need three circuits. So if I'm doing 20 amp for my general use in general lighting and general receptacles, which you can do, then that would be need three circuits. So you have to read your question or you have to look at real life and see what you're using, what you're dealing with, and that's how you come up with your minimum number. Now, with that said, in real life, you do have things like water heaters you have to consider. So again, that's circuits you have to think about. You have, um, and another way to say this is, The question could say, what is the minimum required 120-volt branch circuits? If that's the question, then this is your answer, okay? If they say, what's the the minimum required 120-volt branch circuits in a dwelling, all right? Look at the question because, again, it's two things here. I need at least four 20 amps, and I need no four 15 amps. But you read the question because it might say, if all the circuits are 20 amp, how many brand circuits do I need? Without, you know what I'm saying? So if this is the case, then it would be seven, three 20 amp general use and general lighting, and four for the small appliance, the laundry, and the bathroom. Just look at the question. Answer the question. But don't overread things into this. Now, in real life, yes, take into account everything. Remember what we said back at the beginning? Every appliance, water heater, you know, disposal, 
uh, microwave, uh, all those things you have to take into consideration because they are a load. Okay, they are the appliance. We already covered that when we read the rule and said, hey, what did it say when it said you had other appliances in there? It said you have to take these things into consideration, right? So you have to do that. So I just want to, we want to make sure that we're definitely all on the same page because that's the direction that we got when we were all the way back at 210.11. That's the direction it gave us. So depending on the question, just know how to decipher the answer. In real world, me and you, we've got all these other loads we have to calculate and have to account for, but that's to determine the number of circuits that we need. When it comes to a load calculation, that's when we're going to actually take the VA values, and that's where we're going to be up in 220, and that's where we're going to get direction that tells us what? It's going to tell us that those small appliance brand circuits, they're going to get what? They're going to count for what? 1,500 VA each. That's where we get that direction. What does that um, laundry count for? The laundry counts for 1,500 VA. That's 220.55 A and B. But you notice there's no bathroom up there because the bathroom's already been accounted for in that 3 VA per square foot. That's what we read earlier. Why is there no garage here under 220? Because it's already been accounted for. So you have to be able to understand the difference between trying to determine the number of circuits you need versus doing a load calculation for, let's say, a service or feeder. And that's why we electricians, it's, it's so critical to understand the National Electrical Code. Now, you can go through life and just assume this and assume that and follow what you've done. But how much more powerful can it be if you actually know how to do all this? Well, that brings us to the end, and I am going to tell you right now, if you want to learn the National Electrical Code better, if you want to learn residential, commercial, grounding and bonding, all of those things, I've got a special coupon for you that allows you to get two years of access to the Electrician's Academy. This is our Electrician's Academy, and you can get two full years access to reading up about your residential, reading about your commercial, industrial, grounding and bonding. You even get our Fast Tracks program in that. All you're going to do is go to our website and look for the 2020 National Electrical Code bundle. In that bundle, you get access to everything that we produce for the 2020 National Electrical Code, and you get it for a special deal. Typically, it's $899 for the entire bundle. And again, remember, two full years, you can print out everything you want, all the forms, all the pictures, the graphics, the charts. You can print the whole book if you want, okay? All of it's available. But for a special time, we're going to give you $150 off of that. That is huge because $150 off is going to drop the price down to $749. And that includes everything. Now, if you were to break this out in all the courses that we give you, they're $335 a piece. Do the math. $335 times five of the core courses is already $1,675. Plus, we're throwing in our Electricity 101 course, which is learning all the fundamentals of electricity. That's another $315 value that we're throwing in there. We're going to grade all your work. You're going to be able to interact with us. You get access to me anytime which the general public doesn't get. I answer questions for people when I have the time. You have my undivided, dedicated attention to your success. All of it through your own educational portal. How amazing is that? So if you want more information on that, 
go over to masterthenec.com and you'll see the bundle there. And the bundle is called, the coupon is 2020 bundle. 2020-B-U-N-D-L-E, 2020 bundle. You get that bundle. If you have any questions, email us. I'll help you out with it. But that bundle for a limited time is going to give you $150 off every course that we have under the 2020 National Electrical Code. You get two years to enjoyment. So hopefully you got something out of today's episode. You hung around for this coupon at the end. Until next time, folks, stay safe. God bless. And I hope you learned something today. Make sure you count those circuits. That way you know that you got enough circuits in your panel and you have enough space and everything goes easy for you. Till next time, stay safe. God bless.